welcome to the Bayside Sports Pod. I'm your host, Seth Tao. I'm a sports reporter for the Star Democrat, covering the Eastern Shore for APG Chesapeake. Be sure to keep up with all of our episodes at the Star Democrat website, or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Tao, and follow us on Instagram at stardem underscore sports. Hey everyone, this is episode four of the Bayside Sports Pod. Thanks for listening. On this week's episode, I sat down with Devon Comagis, a teacher at Queen Anne's High School who is the PA announcer at Lions basketball games. Devon's energy is impossible to ignore when you're at a Queen Anne's home game, and he brought that same energy to this conversation. I was laughing and smiling the entire time we recorded, and I have a feeling you will too. So again, thanks for listening, and enjoy! Okay, so on the pod today, we have Devon Comagis, who is a teacher at Queen Anne's High School, also is the PA announcer at Queen Anne's High Basketball Games, or boys games anyway. Yes. So, Devon, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Cool. So, I, this is definitely a more different podcast than the ones we've done before. I had a few coaches on now had some PA and had a PA announcer on, you know, it's the type of thing where I was at a Queen Anne, I've been at several Queen Anne's games this year and Devon is clearly in my mind the most hype PA guy in North Bayside, like all these other PA, PA announcers, you know, they'll announce the starting lineups and then put the mic down for the rest of the game and Devon's out here giving guys nicknames and screaming and, and you know, and he sings the national anthem before a lot of games, and he's, and he, and oh, and he's like involved throughout the game too. He's you know calling out who scored and who, who commits fouls and things like that. And you know, you don't see many other PA guys do that around here. So, you know, it's it's cool to talk to you. I kind of knew, kind of knew that, that this would be a fun podcast to do once I once that, once I the idea all came together. So, let's start off. I guess in general, what are three things people should know about you? Three things they should know about me is. I'm an entertainer by, uh, by trade. Uh, I'm a teacher secondary. But no, I've been teaching for 20 years. Um, I've been singing since I was four and a class clown all my life. Even in the classroom as a teacher, my, class, my kids love my class because I have them laughing and we do a lot of work, but we have a lot of fun. So that's me. I'm a fun guy and I love to entertain. Okay, so what do you teach at Queen Anne's? So here at Queen Anne's, I teach interactive media productions. So that's a cross between graphic arts, um, TV production, and communications. That's awesome. They, I don't. They did not have anything like that when I was in high school. It's been around about eight years. That's awesome. Wow. So what drew you to that? And so it's it's funny. I was a business teacher business teacher for the first twelve years, and then since that, I have um, I was out sick, and they said, "Hey, we're going to start a new program, and we think you can build it." And now I'm on. A, I have four class pathway, and I get at least eight completers a year. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, what do you enjoy most about working with kids? Um, just the interaction of day to day, being that one positive person they see every day. Um, I'm the teacher that always gets voted most likely to make you smile. So we have, <laughs> they give us superlatives during the time when seniors are about to graduate, and that's my superlative almost every year: most likely to make you smile. And I'm also an I do SGA, so I put on the homecoming dance. And I do the homecoming pep rally, so I, my thing is to keep kids engaged, and that's always been my task. So even in high school, I, that's when I started announcing. I used to I do just lineups back in those days. 
So I would do the lineups and the anthem, and I was like, okay, I can reach people. People tend to flock to me, so let's, that's my thing. And I, I always will have you laughing. That's my goal. I keep you laughing. I guess that circles back to I'm an entertainer by trade. By trade. <laughs> is, do you actually, is, do you have some, any background in entertainment? I, I've been, at college I was in the drama society, so I did probably eight plays in my four years at college. I went to the uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. And even prior to that, did plays from elementary school on because I was always a good singer. So people always wanted me to, of course, if you can sing, you can act. Not necessarily, but hey, I tried it, I loved it, and that's always kind of been my thing. Are you, are you from around here? From Kent County. Born and raised in uh, between Chestertown and a place called Big Woods. Those were my two stomping ground spots. And um, I've been on the shore my whole teaching career. So I stayed on the shore. I lived across the bridge for a while, but I commuted here every day. So this is the only high school I've taught at since I've been teaching. Is it cool for you to still be involved in, you know, at, at school and especially with basketball in the area that you grew up? It's actually, I love it because especially when we play Kent, I get heckled. So that's like the greatest thing. My family, are, they're all on the sidelines yelling at me. The head coach of Kent County is my cousin as well as my barber. So every two weeks he's at my house cutting my hair. And we, yeah, he's been cutting my hair since the ninth grade. Hold on, Sabay? That's my barber. Sabay is your barber? Yes, that's my barber since the ninth grade. Whoa, this is a revelation. That's I did not know he tree. was. <laughs> he's a barber. Wow. In the ninth grade. I am going to have to talk to him about that. Oh, that's... Yeah. oh, yeah. So my family, they give me the blues. They say, I don't call it fair. They call me a traitor because I teach at Queen Anne's. When I was growing up, Queen Anne's was the right. Ken Island didn't exist. So Queen Anne's was the Kent and Queen Anne's game was the game to be in. Wow. What's, what's the worst? What, no, I don't know about the worst, but what's the funniest thing that somebody's heckled you with at a Queen Anne's Kent game? Queen Anne's Kent game. No, they just called me sellout. They're like, oh, you sellout. You sold out the family. You sold out the family. <laughs> And I always uh, give a little side note and say, hey, I still love y'all, but Queen Anne's pays my bill. <laughs> so they, come at, they call me a traitor in a heartbeat. They call me a traitor. That is a man who has his priorities straight, oh, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man, so is Sabay a good barber? Excellent. <laughs> I mean, like, since the ninth grade, and I have two young sons. He cuts their hair. The only one that's cut their hair. And he keeps it. Hey, every two weeks he's faithful, comes right to my house and cuts our hair. I can only imagine like him getting fiery on the sidelines, bringing that same fieriness to the... That to, is our to conversation. <laughs> so when they have a bad game or a good game, I get the whole kit and caboodle on what happened or what could have happened or what should have happened. So. <laughs> Man, the, those conversations must be something. <laughs> and he was also my college roommate for two years. Wow. We've been together since we were two. So two or three, and we've always been together, so... Cool. So how do you get into doing announcing, I guess? So I try to pat my, pattern myself after the and one guys. That used to be what the and one mixtape used to be the thing. So that's why I gave everyone a nickname. And I've always given out nicknames. Even growing up, we would call it. Your name was never your name. I found a little nickname for you. So uh, the players this year, um, every year I've had a player. Like last year was Brandon Peebles. Um, one of my favorite songs is Got to Give the People What They Want. And so he was Brandon, got to give the people what they want. <laughs> and the last one I found a nickname for was Tavion Gross. And he's my cousin. He's also uh, Sabay's cousin. And he uh, didn't have a nickname. He said, man, I'm the only player in the starting lineup that doesn't have a nickname. So we finally found, we looked up what his name meant, and it meant a reliability. So he became Mr. Reliable. So now everyone on the starting five has a nickname. So you actually, like, 
these aren't just random nicknames. You actually put a lot of thought into them. Thought and, and some of the interactions I've had with him, like Devin Turner, I call him Young Scrappy because he just goes out and gets it. <laughs> he runs hard all the time. He also runs track a little bit, so he can do anything. So he's my little – I call him Young Scrappy. And uh, who is it? Uh, Mookie, that's his family nickname. So he's always been – Right. Xavier's always been Mookie all his life. And then um, who was it? Hugh – He's a good tennis player. He's one of the top tennis players in the Bayside. So he's serving up aces. So he's ace me. <laughs> so things like that. Try to put their life into it to figure out what their nicknames are going to be. Okay. I had no idea that there was actually... There's you a know, method to my madness, man. <laughs> method to my madness. I love that, though. So how long have you been doing the announcing here? So probably the last three seasons I've been doing the announcing. Um, I coached actually for nine years. I was the JV coach here for nine years. Um, but my wife and I had kids, and I said, I can't dedicate all my time to basketball. So um, I do track and field, which is less strenuous as far as the time. Um, November to March is a long time to be away. So I, I said, okay, um, I coached that long. So that's why a lot of times in the game, I know when guys need to be back, when they need to be up. So I'm like racking my brain on why they're not doing it. I'm yelling at them. And <laughs> sometimes I gotta watch, make sure that I don't have a hot mic and I'm yelling instructions like I'm coaching stuff. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> And they laugh. People laugh. Or the funniest thing is when I make a call before it happens and it doesn't happen. Like he will shoot a shot and I'll call the swish out and it doesn't happen. I was like, oh, got to pull it back. So that's the I guess that's the give and take of oh. being so active during the game. And I love when the fans from the other team come at me like, you're not cheering for us the same way you're cheering for them. I said, you don't pay me. I can't give you what I give them. And I know them. I don't know your kids. <laughs> So they look forward to it. That's funny. Uh, what are some of your favorite moments that, or favorite calls, I guess, that you've had? I think my favorite call actually was last year at a girls game, uh, at that regional game when they beat Ken Island. And that, that was like one of the best calls because it was a last-second shot and put back, and it was just pandemonium. And then I also like the fact that I can kind of command the crowd, especially our kids tend to get a little rowdy, and I can – Get them up out of the gym after the game. So we, even if they try to charge the floor, I can sort of shut them down. So um, the biggest thing, I think, since for a boys game, it may have been um, Ken Island here last year when we just – it was just a good game. Everybody was excited, and I sort of gave them the blues. And I also do football. So a lot of the football players that play basketball, they know I'm going to say something crazy, and they come at me, oh, you don't give us the same respect or same love. And I'm like, I can't. just can't do it. Have you been doing football as long, same same amount of time no, as basketball? So football, uh, I started with basketball, and then two years ago, they asked me, say, hey, we want some of the parents want you to do the football game. And I was like, no, because uh, Coach B. Graff always did the football, and, they, and he said he was going to step back a little bit, so do the radio station thing. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll try. I've never been, I never called football. I only played Madden, didn't play football in school. <laughs> but I, I watched B. Graff do a few games, and I got some of the terminology down. I knew some of the calls from playing on the video games, but... It's a little more intense at the football games, but the crowd, they get behind you. <laughs> does, does your football style differ at all from your basketball style? Not much. I, I think uh, with football, you can be a little more vocal because there's a lot of downtime in between. So, it's a lot, you know, you got to get the crowd into it. I tell them to make a lot of noise. Basketball's <laughs> not as much because the game is steady going. It's not a lot of downtime. You don't want to yell over the, over the action. Right, right. So... Okay, so uh, what drew you to announcing? It, it, I mean, aside from just wanting to stay involved, was there something that drew you to going to the mic? So when I was in the probably 11th or 12th grade, I would announce our starting rosters, which, again, Coach Scott was one of the players on the team. So I would do that and do the anthem, but we didn't, you know, we didn't ever do play-by-play or anything like that. So I liked doing it. With the college, I used to coach our intramural team, 
And then we do we would do little TV shows like they would react reenact TV show called like uh, Singled Out. So I would be the MC. So I'm like, all right, I like doing this. And it just took off. So I said for basketball, I would look at the M1 guys. I was like, I can do this kind of thing. So I started doing it. I said, hey, let, how about you let me announce the game? All right, I don't care. And then they didn't care. So I said, all right. And there it was, and that's how it took off. And I just add my personality, my flair, and people who know me. If the crowd gets behind me, I get a little out there. I have a ball. <laughs> that's when I forget where I'm at, as they say. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask, did, does or did Sobey have a nickname? He was <laughs> – not when we were doing it in high school. He didn't have too much of a nickname. But he used to play football, and he was a hard hitter. So they call, he, he, in his mind, he said, oh, I used to blast people. So he was called Blast because <laughs> that's what he did. And then so when Little Sabay was playing, his son played for him. He was Little Blast. <laughs> oh, that's, I love how you put all this thought into those nicknames. What are some of your other favorite nicknames throughout the years? Um, definitely Brandon Peebles. That was, that was my favorite. I like Young Scrappy, which is different. I used to yell shooter every time Nick Dunkerley was there. So that was, it was sort of my go-to. Um, that's about it, those guys, because they were my sort of my first guys I would always do, so. There's a little, there's a little element of like Chris Bermanism to this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Chris Berman, Stuart Scott, Stuart Scott, yeah, Cash and flammable. Like that's my goal. Stuart Scott is definitely the go-to guy. So. That's true. And he had a lot of nicknames. He used to do Mama Mookie. That's where yeah. I got that from, Stuart Scott. Ah, cool. So where's all this energy come from? Again, so I sing in a band. I'm a front man, one of the front men for a band called Soul Five Village, and that's where it comes from. I'm just. I've always sang and been in front of a choir or in front of on a stage at my school. When we were in school, Boyz II Men was big. So when Boyz II Men was big, I thought I was one of the singers of Boyz II Men, and we would always be on the stage. So that's where I get my thing. I don't mind. If you get a microphone in my hand, I turn into a different person. So I'm no longer Mr. Comage is in the classroom. I, when I turn into calm, that's what they call me, because I used to teach, I teach computers, so they call me calm. So I turn into calm and I get the mic in my hand. <laughs> I could almost see you walking around this classroom like with oh, yeah. a microphone in your oh, hand. Yeah. This class, and they know. Uh, I will call you out. We have a good time in class, but I'm all over. And we, we laugh a lot. And uh, So I teach Photoshop, things like that. So And I, we're doing assignments, and you ask a crazy question, yeah, you're going to hear it. Not, it won't, I never hurt your feelings, but you're going to laugh. Man. So that's my thing. Keep them happy. Learning Photoshop is so great in high school. I wish there was a class like that when I, when I was there. You'll be surprised. We... <laughs> Our kids love to make new pictures. And sometimes the principal tends to be one of the people that they try to put somewhere else. And I say, no, <laughs> I never let you set me up. No, mm -mm. we have to, I keep a strict line on what, what's appropriate and not appropriate. So. <laughs> Again, you have your priorities oh, straight. Yeah. Hey, Got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. So I guess when you said that when you started off calling basketball, you were just doing the lineups and yeah. you, and the score score at the end of the game or something like that. So when did you start getting involved throughout the game? Um, I think it was, probably, like I said, three years ago. And they, it was a guy that used to do it before me, but he, he wasn't as animated as me, I'll say. Very, but he would still call baskets made. So I said, okay, I can add a little flair to that and make it a little more exciting and get the people more into it. And then our student section started getting really good because we were pretty decent about three or four years ago. And when we started getting good, the student section started getting good. So I said, okay, here we go. So if they give me a little bit, I give them a little bit, and it turns into calm on the mic. Do, do you ever see the players kind of, like, feeding off you? 
I don't know if they feed off of me as much as they, they feed off of the student section, but I think they look for me to say something. So like I get them, especially when Hugh, Hugh's parents have uh, wanted to hear some of my calls sometimes, like they'll, they'll be recording his shot <laughs> and they say, oh, I missed it because I'll say something different or, you know, I have little voices in my head. Like when Cyrus does something, I say, uh, I always say, but he's the quarterback because, you know, he's the quarterback on the football team. You don't think he's going to be making a three-pointer. Right. So, little stuff like that. <laughs> So I guess what was the reaction when you did start start doing that? So the fans would come, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. You do it every time. Do it again. Do it again. Like, no, I'm not doing it just to do it. No. He has to do something good to get a call. Or, you know, if I, I'll say something funny like, that's different. When Hugh makes a two-point shot, I always say something like, oh, that's different because he's a three-point shooter. You know, Just little things like that. So it's not like everybody on the team has a nickname. Not everybody. But all the starters have a nickname, and some of the kids I've taught might have a nickname. Like I taught Cyrus, but I've seen him for a while. Or if they do something different, they may have a nickname. KJ, who's a freshman, I'll, I'll say something about him being a freshman. I sort of accentuate the things that, hey, some of the fans don't know that this young kid right here, he's just a freshman. He's scoring on me. Yeah, I, I still love, just love how much thought goes into all this because you, you, don't, you don't know that at first glance. No, no. And most people, when they see me, number one, they don't think I'm a teacher because I'm – <laughs> like, oh, no, this guy, he's a teacher. So then when I get going, oh, okay, I see it. I see it. Because I can command the crowd. So imagine me being in front of a pep rally with 1,200 kids doing the same type of thing. That's what I do. But, yeah, then you do it in, in a classroom full of, what, like 10, 15, 18 kids, something 24. like that? 24. 24. Every class is 24. Okay. So it's easy. It's easy at that point. But I just love getting the people involved. I love when the fans from the other team just are in my ear. Like, we, we didn't play as well against Decatur the other night. And the fans behind me say, hey, you can do, you can cheer for us if you, if you can't say you can't stand up for your team. So I said, oh, y'all going to help me? Okay. <laughs> so then I would say stuff like nothing for them. They would make a basket and say, can we get a switch? Nope. <laughs> uh, you get that a lot? Oh, yeah. Every game. Every game because I'm by our – we're right in the center. We're closer to the visitor's bench than our bench. So I'm right there. So I always get – Oh, you're going to just cheer for them. Or they'll say, give me the mic, give me the mic. No, I can't do it. Um, the funny, the only thing that's funny, I used to do a heartbeat sound. If you miss your first free throw, I would do the heartbeat before you got the ball back. And then one of the referees was like, no more sound effects. So I was like, okay. So depending upon who the referee is that night, you might get a sound effect. And the fans, like, I have little kids that are in, like, elementary, middle school coming to me. Do the heartbeat, do the heartbeat. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Ends on the ref. That reminds me of there, there's a clip on YouTube from a minor league baseball game where the the guy playing the organ at the stadium was heckling the umpire and he mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about he mm-hmm. played he played three blind mice on the organ and the umpire made him shut off the sound for the rest that's of the it. night that's it so I got that he walked over to me hey no more sound effects I'm like my bad he was gonna take the team up for a sound effects so I said nope so no more heartbeats. <laughs> If that if they, you ever got attacked, you would have you dial it back. Oh yeah, I, I did. Every time I see, I can't remember the referee's name, but um, matter of fact, he did the game against Decatur, and he's he's like, no, and I'm like, yep, <laughs> put my hands in the air, and like that's it. I, I won't do it. But that heartbeat, because you get nervous when you miss that first free throw. Game close, you get miss the first one, so your heart's pounding. <laughs> So I guess how does your personality differ between you when you're behind the mic there and when is no you're not even gonna let me finish I the question? This is me. <laughs> no matter what, all day, every day, this is me. So again, that's why they call me the most likely to make you smile. <clears throat> in between classes, I'm in the hallway. 
I'm in people's conversations. They don't, they're just talking. I remember that. They're like, what? And they don't even know me. I don't know the kid's name, but that's just what I do. So <laughs> that is what Commages stands for. He's going to make you laugh. As you can see, you know, look at my board. Kids come in. They want to just put stuff on the board. They want to see me. That's our phrase for the Ken Allen game, the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> you know, this is what my room is the room for every kid's bag that either plays basketball or track and field. So I'm, I'm the go-to guy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, but before you cut me off, I was going <laughs> to I was gonna ask how it differs for you when you're behind the mic versus when you're coaching, but clearly it doesn't. <laughs> now, I will tell you, coaching, I do get a little more intense as far as X's and O's and when kids are not producing. That's what, So when I get mad, the kids are like, they really pay attention because I'm always happy. So if you do, you, you got to really be messing up for me to, Flip that switch. So. so what was more fun for you, I guess, coaching basketball or being the announcer? I loved coaching, but being the announcer, I get to leave and I don't have to come to practice. <laughs> uh, there were some nights you go to go down to Decatur and you get home and you got to wait for parents. There were nights that that game, you're not getting home until 1030 anyway. And to be here until 1130, 12 o'clock, no. I don't miss that at all. So I do miss the interaction with all the players. But this is my way of still reaching out, getting out there, and the kids waiting to hear what their nickname is going to be. So that's my goal. i got to find a nickname for every starter every year. Would you ever go back into coaching, or is this just, is your long-term role, I guess, now uh, behind the mic? My children are, are now starting to do sports. They do karate. They do baseball. So I'd rather do track and field, which is less time out away from the family, than do a 20-game season is just too much. And I like to travel for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you can't do that when you're coaching because you got to have practice during that time. So I was like, no, I'll stick to announcing the home basketball games. For the <laughs> and the girls get jealous because I don't do many of their games. I didn't do any girls' games this year. Why not? Um, because I decided to coach indoor track this year. Ah. And uh, our AD was like, ah, we'll give you the boys' game, but I don't want you double-dipping too much. So I understand. I said, but it's not, it's not double dipping. It's, it's after practice hours. Like, nah, we'll just give you the boys. I said, okay. Oh, so this was the AD saying that, that you can't? He said it's a little too much. <laughs> so I said, okay. Wow. Um, but, you know, it also allows somebody else to get a little notoriety. So they have their play-by-play -play person, and then the boys have me. Except for against the um, St. Michael's, it defers to the girls' announcer. And all the guys are like, where were you? Where were you? I was like, hey, man, it's St. Michael's game. I can't do it. It's a girl's game. They're like, oh. Right, because boys and girls play at the same spot right. for St. Michael's. Right. That is a story for a whole other day. And the county is <laughs> not going to pay both of, both of us to do the same thing. So. Right, yeah. Um, that's a good part, too. The county pays us to announce the games. Oh, so. yeah. I didn't know if it was a volunteer gig or if it was and a – I did a volunteer for a couple of years. Uh, when I first started, it was not a paying gig. I was like, okay. And then they say, oh, well, we have a spot for announcing it. Well, all right. <laughs> there you have it. So football, I do all the home football games and all the homeboys basketball games. So Friday night, I'm excited because I got to pull all my bag of tricks out to keep us flowing and beat cannot. That's our goal. True. Yeah. Big game. That, that'll be a big one. Uh, can you see yourself doing announce? I mean, clearly you're, you make people smile and mm -hmm. you, you're able to attract, you're able to keep a crowd, it's crowd's attention. I mean, mm -hmm. could you see yourself doing announcing like for a long time? I think I could, as long as my kids aren't playing, because I don't think I could focus enough if they were playing. 
Uh, but as long as I don't have kids here, which my kids are very young, they're kindergarten and second grade. So I got some time. And as long as I'm young enough to keep the crowd into it and they still respect me, I'll do it as long as I can. <laughs> So now also you you I haven't even talked about how you like sing the national anthem oh, before yeah. the games a lot and I mean you're good at that. I mean you mentioned you did drama mm-hmm. back in college and I guess that's where that comes from but you know how where, where, I guess does that come from college and and, where, and been, how have you developed that? I've probably been singing since I was 4 years old. Uh, my father sang all the time so I started singing as a little kid weddings, funerals, church everywhere. I did it. So this is just what I do. I've been singing the national anthem since probably ninth grade. They would ask me, "Hey, you want to sing at the game?" Okay. I, I, again, I love to be in front of a crowd. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, pretty. It sounds like pretty much anywhere you go, you, like you could just walk into the to the supermarket and people are just gonna start coming up to you. Well, they do. And <laughs> my wife says she gets tired of it because she'll go to the grocery store and the kids work there. And they're like, oh, you're Com's wife. Do you sing too? She's like, No, I do not. <laughs> so. Do you sing in class? Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> what, do you sometimes. Sing, what do you sing in class? I'll sing some boys to men. I, I don't know. I, it depends on what's what's going on. If they're doing silent work at their seat, I might just pop some music on, start singing, and every once in a while you'll see a phone just sneak out. Ah, no, you don't. Don't do it. <laughs> but, so, if the audio sounds a little warped from that last minute to right now, it's because we had a long delay of Devon trying to figure out where his kids were <laughs> playing phone tag with his own phone basically yes, yes. <laughs> so anyway uh okay you, so you literally will just sing anywhere oh yeah that, that's that's me walking in the halls anything so the kids the teachers say oh i knew that was you walking down the hallway because i'll be humming or singing or doing something i'm an entertainer man that's what i do <laughs> Uh, do you? How often do you get people at games coming up to you and being like, like, man, you like bring energy or things like that? At least once a game, I'll hear, man, you do a great job. I thought I was watching NBA jams and all this kind of good stuff because the video games are on fire and stuff that gets all people excited. <laughs> I don't know, but um, at least every game they tell me I either I sang something that they like because I'll sing sometimes during the timeouts and all that good stuff, or just that I, I keep the energy going. So I like that. <laughs> How much does that mean to you when people come up to you like that? Oh, you, you, everyone wants to be praised. So, hey, if you're going to give me some gratification, that's what I like. If you're going to tell me, hey, that was good, I made you smile, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. That's great for me. How, how big a part of your life, I guess, is making other people smile? Pretty much about after my family, that's, that's it. People, they come to me for laughs. That's key. That's, I mean, even when we have family events, I'm going to make you laugh at some point. So it's always something's going to be said or done by me. To have everybody rolling, even if I may imitate someone or something's going to happen, and it's going to have you laugh. <laughs> there's such like Michael Scott type vibes, like I, <laughs> not in a bad way, obviously, <laughs> but like you know, I I I don't want to be praised. I need to be praised. That's it, like, that's it. <laughs> You're a Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but obviously in a good way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do. That, that keeps me going. I do. I love to hear the crowd get into it or someone to just say, hey, I like the way you do that. That, that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> and I laughed really hard the other night when, when I asked, you didn't sing the national anthem before the game on Monday. And I, you know, I came up to you. I'm like, what happened, man? You're like, oh, I got horse. I got a reputation to protect. Oh, yeah. No, I can't sing it. If it's not right, if my voice is not right. And I always <laughs> practice before 
um, before the varsity game. I'll go in the bathroom, sing a few <laughs> notes to see if it, my voice is there. I was like, oh, nah, I don't like the way that sounds, and you're not going to get the anthem that night. <laughs> but Friday night, oh, we'll have the anthem Friday night. Oh, yeah, I'll be ready for Friday. Man, you're, you're really hyped for that Cannon Island game. Man, I get up for this game every year as a coach. Uh, when I was coaching, that was the game. I don't care if we lose every game. We got to beat Kennedy. That, that's what a rivalry is all about. It's uh, like Duke, North Carolina, no matter what, you got to beat that out of the school. And it, it's got to end up meaning more, especially knowing what could what could be on the line oh, yeah, for Kennedy Island. We can play spoiler right now. Uh, if we can play spoiler, help them uh, prevent them from winning the North, because that's all we need to hear is, oh, we won the North. <laughs> no. It's bad enough for football if they beat us. But basketball, too, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, obviously, it, you know, it depends on what, what Cambridge does on, on Thursday. If Cambridge right. beats Easton, it doesn't matter. Well, the game still matters. But still, the, but, matters. <laughs> but as far as the, who goes to the Bayside title game, right. it does not matter. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a level an, another notch of it of, like, we can't let them beat, beat us on our home floor to win right. the North. Every sport that is Kent Island versus Queen Anne's, it is a must-win situation. No matter the sport. That's a must-win, especially given how that other game ended. You know, oh, <laughs> brutal, brutal. I was um I was away for my birthday that weekend, and uh, I watched it on, on live. Somebody was live streaming the game, and I had to turn my phone off when that when he hit the the put back to put them up, and we just came down and didn't hit nothing. I was like, oh my god, it killed me. It killed me. <laughs> I had to get my mind back on the weekend. It was like, okay, January seventeenth. I can't forget that date. <laughs> You just good with dates like that? Oh, yeah. my birthday is the 18th, so I okay, I, okay, okay. There you. Go. But no, the 17th sticks out because I was literally watching the game on my phone while we were on vacation in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> it's a long weekend, MLK weekend. Yeah, a long weekend, so it was like okay, left on Friday, got back on Monday, but Friday evening I was watching the game on my Facebook Live. What what, what sports are you a fan of? Um, so if you look around, I'm football, basketball, baseball. 49ers fan for football, so I'm yeah, I'm still a little, little sick. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> still a little sick right now, but um, and then basketball, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm sorry, man. And yeah, with man. In, in, uh, a, in a less laughing way. Yes, yeah, that, that was. I was sick to my stomach. Yes, and then, I, I, uh, I was baseball, as well. Sadly, I like the Orioles, and it hurts. <laughs> so. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's been a rough year. So hopefully the Lakers can get us uh, a little putback, being that they're leading the West right now, but. And they'll, be motiv- and they'll be motivated. They're motivated to do it for Kobe. But the Clippers keep adding pieces that the Lakers sort of need. So, yeah, the Lakers kind of sat quiet during the trade deadline. Yes, and that bothered me. But <laughs> they need a shooter. They need a shooter that can just light up some points. Yeah, that's all he needs to do is be able to hit that three on the wing when LeBron kicks it out. Well, don't, don't you have that in Danny Green? Yeah, but you still need another spark plug guy off the bench. So you, so need, you just need another shooter off the another bench. Another shooter off the bench. Uh, besides Danny Green, but Rondo's actually playing well right now. So when Rondo scores at least ten points, the Lakers win. Which is funny because there was all that talk of they're gonna go get Darren Collison to replace right. him. Right. right. So Darren Collison was like, no. Is basketball your favorite sport? I think football. NFL has always been my favorite go-to um, because, I, like I said, I grew up in the '80s, so 49ers were the team to beat in the '80s. So I've had some lean years. From 2002 to 2009, like, uh, 9 or 10, we know how Harbaugh came. And then we had a couple of lean years back to back to back. Now we're back again. And um, 
folks are like, oh, all you 49ers fans are coming out of the woodwork. No, I've, I've always been diehard 49ers <laughs> fan. But um, this and you seem like you're eager to clear the record about oh, that. Because yeah. people say, oh, you were, where were you last year? I said, uh, I still wearing my 49ers stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, my first jersey was a uh, Ronnie Lott jersey. So, I'm, I'm 1983 on. So, how do you become a Niner? Just by watching them on TV? Or was well, there a my connection? Brother, my brother was a Cowboys fan. My father was a Redskins fan. So, I didn't want to be either one of those. I wanted to have my own thing. And now the third best team at that time. Between those three with the 49ers. So it was either 49ers, Cowboys, or Redskins were going to the Super Bowl every year. So that's how it be. So everyone in our house had a different team, and we all were winning during the 80s and 90s. <laughs> that would be an interesting dynamic growing oh, yeah. up all rooting for different teams. Oh, yeah. Especially Cowboys. <laughs> we love beating them in the NFC Championship games. <laughs> that's true. So we'll start to wrap up a little bit. Uh, I know this is going to put you on the spot a little bit, but I knew I, knew I needed to ask you this. Okay. Uh, I need. I, I want you to announce me like you're announcing the starting lineup. All right. Okay. G- give, okay. Give, give, the, give the listeners a taste for, for those who, <laughs> for those who have because there's going to be a good number of people I'm sure who've listened to this who haven't been to a Queen Anne's game, okay. and okay. you know I, th- your your energy has been oh, on okay. display this entire Ooh. this entire time. But I, be, give, let's give a taste of what everyone's of what we we talked about. All right, so if he was playing guard, at guard, number three, Seth. What's your last name, Seth? Forgot your last <laughs> name, Seth. Oh, my God. Tao. Hey, Seth, we can't. How can we add? Let me see. What's your favorite sport, Seth? Soccer? Baseball. baseball. I, lo- I do like soccer, though. Okay. So if Seth was a baseball player, and he was, I would see, what position did you play? I played catcher. Ah, okay, okay. So, let me see. He's a catcher, so... Side question. Do the players ever come up with the nicknames and no, give them to you? No, that's all my stuff. <laughs> they, Brandon had no clue. What, got to give the people what they want. Do, do players, but after you come up with the nicknames, come up to you and be like, what's that? Nah, they, always, they all like Because they're, oh, okay, okay. Because they got a nickname. They got a nickname, so... Um, like when we had Charles uh, Henson, I would call him Chuck Wagon. You know, that was, <laughs> all right. Um, let me think. Uh, Seth Tao. Tell. Tau. Ever, everyone messes it up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone messes comedies up. So I can <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, you ready? Uh, right. uh, yeah. So, here we go. All right. So, <laughs> at guard, number one, Seth, never throw it in the towel. <laughs> Boom. There it is. <laughs> and if he hits a bucket, it's in there. <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure that we will have a greater moment on this podcast. Hey, man. It's all downhill from here, man. That's it. That's it. Nowhere else to go. I'm, I'm going to snap that up and use it. Use that as my intro on this podcast now. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, all right. Well, this has been a blast, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I just like to uh, have fun and talk to folks. That's what I do. Yeah. It's your energy has been on display this entire time. I mean, he's he every he's been saying I like love to make people smile the whole time, it, and man. I've I've been smiling the whole time we record this because this is just this has been really fun. Thank <laughs> so. you. Man. I appreciate you coming all the way up here to Queen Anne to talk to me, man. Yeah, man. We were supposed to do this over the phone, and you couldn't get your microphone. Uh, your phone's been having some trouble today, man. Yeah, we were. Supposed, I got up in the morning all ready to, to do I was ready. this. I was sitting at my desk. I had everything all set up and no volume. 
Terrible. Yeah. But I need to upgrade my phone. That, let's keep it real. I'm still on Note 5 and they're on the Note 10. So, hey, that tells you how far I am. Got to tell the wheels fall off. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Anytime. I'm available. Anytime. <laughs>